Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And we are getting a little feedback there, Al. So if you could help me with that. Hey, nice job. All right. You. You're welcome to the show. I'm Milton Glick, and uh, this is the time. We're on the air. Did you want to ask a, car- a question on the air? Oh. Uh-oh. All right. Daylilies. She's looking for daylilies. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Another uh, beautiful day here at Mill Burgers. Not quite as many people, so it might be a good day to come on in and uh, check out everything that's on sale and uh, just uh, check out everything that's for sale and on sale. Then you don't have to always buy things uh, f- on sale. My, uh, a lot of the ladies that I deal with don't agree with that. <laughs> they buy on sale grocery. Yeah. They buy on sale on sale uh, dresses and clothes. So. No, I understand the philosophy. I'm 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 a frugal person myself. So frugal, cheap. Is that, is that no, no, no. It's a big difference between. Uh, well, I, I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> but there was a book. That said that told the difference between being frugal and cheap, but it was ten ninety nine. I wasn't going to pay that. I'm waiting until it goes on sale. There you go. Go to the uh, used bookstore. Yeah, there you go. I'll buy at the used bookstore. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Calvin's answering a question off the air. Jerry's with us, and uh, what's uh, we wait for your phone calls. And about twelve twenty, we ho- hope to talk to Warren Remy if he's not too busy about the Into Care mosquito trapping system. So. If you've been interested in learning more about that, uh, oh, I want to... that ed- inchworm trapping. Yeah, we'll have to ask him about those. Too. I've got all ages in my house. In my house, all ages, ages of bur- of worms. Oh, worms, okay. <laughs> and uh, different sizes of worms and everything. We'll have to see if they have any natural predators. That one woman was saying, you know, that the that birds eat them. So maybe you could yeah. th- get a bunch of birds well, and put open, them in your open house. Open the back door and I let them in. Well, I think you just. Kind of you, you you catch them and you, you put them in your house. Oh oh okay. So the ne- then birds the, come in. And next weekend you complain. Oh man, we got all these birds in our house now. Okay, they won't leave now. They've learned how to open the refrigerator and the cabinets. They're all over the yeah. place. I uh, <laughs> yeah I, I uh, always check my bed before I get in the bed. <laughs> Is that bad? Yeah, that bad. Jeez. <laughs> and and where I've. Uh, Accidentally stepped on them in the middle of the night. Man, you really do have an infestation. (laughs) And uh, I've got. I figured out how to get to the refrigerator now. Yeah. What I what I make is a little path between the worms, so I won't step on them. And, you know, kind of rake a little path. In oh, okay. You have to actually rake them up. Yeah. You you may have a problem. <laughs> I do have a problem. Yeah. But uh, it's one that uh, 
I don't recommend any use of insecticides, even though there are. Well, we'll, check, we'll double check with Warren too. You mentioned that they were short-lived. Yeah. And uh, I'll see how long we have to <laughs> to enjoy. Well, these. I'm used to them now. I kind of like my roaches. I'm wondering if that woman uh, yesterday, I think it was either I forget her name, but she was hypothesizing uh-huh. that uh, with the cold weather, it threw off the birds, and uh-huh. so there's not as many natural predators. So they seem a little high. You know what else I'm seeing a lot of? What? Squirrels that have been hit by cars. I, I and Just driving over here, I saw like four squirrels that had been hit by cars, and I'm wondering if squirrel population is higher. Yeah. Were they, were they fresh kill or what? No, they were flattened. Oh. No, you weren't going to you weren't gonna get much <laughs> off I, these I don't, squirrels. I don't think I have recipes on plant answers. You'll have it for flattened squirrels. It's already tenderized by the car. Yeah, there you go. That's, uh, it might have been dressed. You know, a lot of times it'll squeeze the in, insides out of them. Yeah, oh. When they run. Oh, it might be. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free. It's 866-308-8867. All the lines are open. and uh, I got a deal from uh, Billy McKenzie oh. this last weekend. He, he sent me that. Well, look, look through those. Yeah. He, he got the setting seed. Oh, okay. Ugh. And uh, oh wow! Oh, this is for the blue bonnets. I can tell. Yeah, yeah, right. And uh, you can tell several things by looking at those pictures. Uh, first of all, yeah, the one with the seed. You want it back, or you need? No, I, okay. I want you to look at the seed pods. Okay. How many seed pods that you see on one stalk? Uh, two, four, six, eight. You're right. Eight to ten. That means they've been watered well and oh. fertilized well. Okay. Uh, sometimes in the wild. I wish y'all told me I should get two, water and fertilize them. <laughs> you get two to three, two to three uh, pods. Yeah. And I've seen it in dry, dry oh. weather where you may only get one or two pods. And they won't fill out. In that picture, you see... That they're uh, filled out. How big the seed, are, the big pot yeah. seeds are. So uh, when you when you got that situation, you got a good seed crop coming. Oh, good. Now so. uh, the second page of that shows a, 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 a blue bonnet plant. I think it's in a container. Yeah, it's in a it's in a whiskey barrel. Yeah, and uh, with a tree. But I want to tell everybody. Those are all of our developed colors that we sold here at Milberg. Sold them all. Yeah. Us. Oh, good. All of the red, white, and blue blue bonds. Yeah. And uh, guess how many pictures of plantings I've gotten? How many? One. None. None? Well, you except, got billies. billies. Yeah. Did I send you mine? Okay. I guess that's a no. <laughs> I'll, I'll email you mine. I got a picture of my little planting. My uh, pot planting would have done better. My planting, let me rephrase that differently. My planting of blue bonnets in a pot would have done uh, well, but the, the, the ice and the snow and the freeze seemed to just really hurt it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think everybody had that. I think Billy's, yeah, Billy's was in a nice big container. Billy's was in this whiskey barrel, so. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think he moved, moved it in. He sent me a, 
picture of snow on it. Snow on the blue bonnet. Did you see my bee, my bee picture? With I the... did. Okay. Nice, good, good show. How long did it take you to take that? There picture? are a lot of pictures. I think I have like thirty pictures. That's the nice thing about digital. You just keep snapping away. Yeah, that how is about, nice. How'd your poppies turn out? I don't have any poppies. Oh wow! And I was jealous. We went to Castroville. My Uh-oh. goodness, do they have poppies in Castroville? Yeah, by the church. They're on all the over right. the town. On the right. There are there are homes with entire yards. Yeah. From the front door to the driveway. And they're the, poppies, the street. right? They're all poppies. Yeah. What color are they? They were red. Were red. They were they were a bright red, like uh, I'm trying to think of what which. Well, I was going to say apple red, but yeah. I took a few a few pictures, but. Uh, I got the pretty the maroon. Oh, okay. And the uh, and the red, but it really makes a difference on the, when the dry weather. Yeah. If they're on, if they're those that are uh, on the other side of the drainage from my cut flower garden, where the water kind of goes. Mm-hmm. Great big nice flowers. <laughs> Uh, rest of the yard, they're just kind of, they're kind of much reduced size. Yeah, they respond to uh, and Calvin, water. Bring the mic a little closer to you, if you don't mind. I was. Yeah, I thought you were going. I thought I was going deaf, Milton. I didn't know. <laughs> just all of a sudden, uh, among other my, all my other things. <laughs> so, and also that are another thing that's spectacular now are our uh, bunny bloom. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that's neat. Those, yeah, those, those babies are coming up regardless of yeah, the Yeah, they, they're less, they, they're, they seem less dependent on the sack amount of water they're getting. Are, uh, you, are you pulling all but one color, Al? Oh, no, no. I'm just, uh, I'm, uh. How are you going to save the bunny bloom? Oh, I just, uh, <laughs> they grow everywhere. I uh, know, but I mean, if you want to. Look across your whole backyard and see nothing but bunny bloom. No, I don't uh, feel that's necessary. But the, uh, <laughs> I like looking. Uh, I was just admiring this morning. I like looking across a patch where there's there were uh, at least four colors. Mm-hmm. And then there there were some bunny blooms. In yeah, bunny blooms in there, and then a, a few of the others. Uh, but this was a good, this was a really good year. Yeah. I guess part of it was that there's not a lot of because of the dryness and then the freeze. There weren't a lot of competition. Oh yeah. In terms of weeds. Well, they're coming up competition or not. <laughs> Those they 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 scare ranchers and uh, uh, farmers because they they come up they keep coming up reseeding themselves well my blue bonnets aren't scaring anybody i got six grand total six plants Hmm. in my whole yard uh, that have uh, survived hey uh, if you got a neighbor if you if you want to start your larkspur in your yard the they're probably in uh probably got that little uh uh Seed pod, seed that has a million seed in it, and so just wait till that turns orange or brown, and it just pick the whole seed pod, the whole, the whole. You don't have to pick individual seed pods, and just to put a, a stalk, a stalk of them, where all the seed pod, seed pods are on there, and then uh, you can pick pick it if it's orange or brown. It turns from orange to brown, 
And uh, are you talking about the Larkspur? Larkspur, yeah. Now you, you you know you realize that my neighboring gardeners have roadblocks so that my Larkspurs <laughs> won't get into uh, their, into their uh, garden. Well, they're they're fighting a losing battle on that deal. Uh, it's been a, been a good year for them. And so, if you want to get some started, and you, if your neighbor's been growing them for a while, they'll be glad to give you all the plants and seed that you can get gather. So you can just pull the plants up, put them upside down, and uh, cut the part the, the branches that have seed on them. And those seed are are like. Uh, uh, they look like little uh, snap beans. They're elongated, and like I said, got a million seed in there. But uh, you can just cut them, cut the main plant beneath the uh, where the seed arises from, and put them in upside down in a paper bag, and that'll that'll let the pod get completely dry. And uh, they'll come right out of that pod. I mean, just shake the sack. They come out easier than blue bonnets do. Uh, my Milton's going to be happy to know that the uh, naturalized zinnias have started to bloom. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, so that, uh, that's a relief to uh, us butterfly advocates because there, there's a, a least... Another, well, that's that's not a hasn't been as much of a problem because we've had the blue curl has been yeah. blooming for quite a long time. Yeah. Hey, we got Thomas on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey there, Thomas. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. What's what's going on? How can we help you? Well, I've got this yellow jasmine that has. Uh, Taking over. It, 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 I thought the freeze was going to kill them, but they're coming back. Is there anything you can put on them to eliminate them permanently? Yellow jasmine. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it? it's a vine that gets climbed on the fence uh, and stuff. It's a bush type, and then it drops and then starts another one. Hmm. <laughs> it's not. It's not primrose jasmine. I mean, it's not. It's not a. One that uh, covers a big territory. It blooms yellow. It blooms yellow. Yes, it does. Yeah, primrose does. Have you got deer in your neighborhood? Yes, I do. Did, I have, did the deer eat it? No, they will not okay. touch it. That's primrose. Yes. Well, um, I think one one thing that works with primrose jasmine is remedy. Oh uh, yeah. And there, there's a there's a product, uh, a, a Roundup product that that has a uh, a small portion of uh, the 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 active ingredient. Mm-hmm. Now I just tried that on a on, on bamboo. I don't know if it'll work. Or not. <laughs> but uh, do you have you, you got any remedy? You could do a little experiment. Okay. Uh, no, I'll go get some. Uh, well, yeah, he could use a... Uh, well, I just uh, don't want it to destroy my oak trees. Yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, a good thought. Cut, cut vine and stump killer. Yeah, uh, if, you, if you know, if you can find out where they're, where they're rooted, uh, cut them oh. off about 
inch or two above the ground and immediately put some of that uh, cut vine and stump killer on it. It's just a dab on the cut surface. And that'll protect you. That'll protect, make sure you, uh, there's remedy to have that uh, cut, put it on the vine, Lily. They just spray the. You just spray the fo- the foliage in the stem. Yeah. The, the advantage of using remedy is that it uh, activates with the foliage, but also the stems in the base, the yeah. basic root. I don't. I've oh. never. I've never. I've never sprayed uh, primrose jasmine with it, but it looks to me like it would be an easy target. Why do you like? Don't. Why do you want to get rid of that primrose jasmine? I just do not like it, and it spreads. Will you quit it? The deer won't eat it. It's got beautiful yellow no. flowers. It's drought no. tolerant. They crawl underneath and sleep underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I. I, I think. Uh, Either the cut vine and stump killer, and paint it on the cut, cut surfaces of where they go into the ground, and uh, immediately put that on there. But if you got a, hey, is it is this a big planting, a long planting? A, it's a lot. Oh, is it a lot? And it's on an oak tree. It's twenty by thirty, and there's several of them. Okay. And it just got out. Okay. Uh, and it's under oak trees? It's under, yes, it is. Okay. Well, Jerry's a little worried. <laughs> one, one thing about Remedy is it... Uh, it Kill big trees. Yeah, you want to be care- want to be careful when you're using it around because it does yeah. penetrate the soil a little bit. And it penetrates oh. the bark. Uh, in, anywhere it touches, but this cut violent stump killer, you uh-huh. use such a, such a small amount of it, and you uh-huh. put it on where the root system starts, or whether where it's coming out of the ground or connected to the ground. Just pa- pack a lunch because it takes a while <laughs> if you do it that way. Yeah, but okay. it's safer on safer for your trees. Okay, thank you so much. You bet. Good luck. All right, we'll take this opportunity to take a quick break. And while we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The Answer. Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. We uh, hope Spider-Man will reach back out to us and uh, and uh, give us a call. Uh, but in the meantime, I will tell you a little bit about Spider-Man termite and pest control, and uh, I want him to talk about the Into Care system because I'm going to kind of describe it to you. What it does is it helps to to get rid of your mosquitoes. Millburgers uses it. Uh, Disney World uses it, and he has now customers because he's had it uh, so long in San Antonio.
Antonio, one of the first, in fact, to introduce it to San Antonio. So many customers are using it successfully, and it attracts the mosquitoes in. They uh, land on the the bait with it. It's in there. It gets on their little feet, and uh, then they fly off, and they spread it naturally to uh, different plants around your yard. And so they die. It kills them. (laughs) And then whoever lands on the leaves, the little mosquitoes that land on the leaves, it kills them too. Now, it's probably a little more detailed than that, uh, but I think that's the gist. That's good, man. What's that? You think? It's it's possibly a little more. (laughs) I don't have to it, it that t- t- tells me how it works. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> so but the point is, there's no spraying. There's nothing. It's just uh, a. Uh, I'd when you talk, think about Disney World and some of the other cities in Florida using it, uh, it's because they don't want to spray. What's that? What about here? We use it here, don't we? Yep, we absolutely do. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you're uh, interested, you uh, check them out online, GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com, or call them, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721 for Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, your web of protection since 1976. All right, let's see what else we got going I bet on. He, I bet he doesn't have anything for uh, inchworms. I bet he does. He probably, I don't know, maybe there's something preventative you can do. No. Probably not. Because it only happens about every 10 years. What? The worms. Really? Yeah. They weren't here last year? No. Not last year? Well, few, few. But not the big infestation. Not the big infestation. Not where they come in your house and take over your bed. And And it comes out of the... You missed Jerry talking about his little inchworms or whatever they're called, little tree worms. (laughs) And he said he's got to sweep, got to rake them up every night. Yeah. And they're in his bed. Uh, (laughs) And on the ceiling. That's right. I like to watch them before I go to sleep. And do they fall down from the ceiling like they fall down from the trees? I haven't seen any fall. No, where they make a little web and they dangle down. No, oh. in my house they don't make webs. They just stay oh, are you sure it's the same thing? Maybe yeah. got maybe your roach has left something. <laughs> a, a mutated roach. Yeah, huh? it's a mutated. It's a new roach variety. <laughs> anyway, I was I was talking about the uh, blue bonnet pictures that uh, that um, uh, that they sent me. I sent you two. Billy. Oh, Billy's yes. Uh, and uh, the po- the pods are swelling. Yeah, the they're probably what? Swelling. It's hard to tell in the picture, but maybe an inch, inch yeah. and a quarter. Yeah. Maybe maybe even a little bigger. Yeah. Uh, so that's somebody that's watered them and fertilized them and taken care of. Well, you don't put. You don't put, if you want to save seed. You have to wait till that pod turns. Uh, Yellow, the whole pod turns yellow, and the pod is very hard. Mm-hmm. But you don't take it that you don't take the seed in. You take them uh, when the pod turns brown, and before they pop. And do I remember correctly that that for people who have the blue bonnets in their yard, this sometimes corresponds or sometimes comes in conflict with their desire to mow their lawn. Oh yeah, which is looking a little maybe looking a little <laughs> tall or gangly. Well, if they mow it down too soon, yeah, they uh, they don't get the pods. Yeah, if they don't turn yellow or brown, all right, they uh, the seed will not germinate. It's well, still green. We're going into. 
the coreopsis are blooming now yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Now that it's not it's not a big bloom period this year like it has been some right. years. But uh, then what are those? Uh, Jerry, the the ones that are either pink or yellow, yellow they're uh, uh, generally large, bloom in the earlier in the, in the evening primrose. Evening primrose. Yeah, they're really looking good, but they're they're a little later than I yeah, expect them. Yeah, everything's a little later. Yeah. I think uh, the highway department looked at using those for a long time. I know Carol Abbott actually made some selections of that evening primrose. And, and named the one after his wife, Pat. Uh, she's still alive in, in Kirby. Of course, Pat's pa, uh, pa, uh, he, uh, her husband is there. Yeah, her husband passed away from cancer. But uh, and that's a that's a good plant. You know, I like the, it too. The, the, what the highway department likes about it. Is of course it's like it has a big bloom, one about once a year, and then if you cut that thing off, uh, it'll have another bloom. I mean, with a lawnmower, cut it off. Yeah, it's an, it's another one of those uh, uh, plants that we're blessed with early in the season. Yeah, it has uh, uh, nectar. It's a nectar source. Oh yeah, the butterflies uh, like it. I don't, I don't, haven't noticed the, the hummingbirds on it, but yeah. mm. and but if you, it's a, if you look, sure a pretty plant. Yeah, if you look closely, uh, you can see the differences. You can see some differences in the plants, in blooms, and size, and everything else. Like I said, Carol Abbott was uh, was making some selections, and he was trying to get me to get into that. I was dead in the heat with blue bonnet, so. I didn't have time to fool with that thing. Now, I'm Calvin. Uh, are you sure we want to talk about uh, any of these pretty flowers out there? You know, the, well, last time we did that, we had somebody call and tell us they wanted to wipe out the uh, our, our our blue bonnet. No, the uh, rain the, lilies. Oh yeah, uh, that's uh, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Now you and don't it, talk much. Oh, yeah, she she did not want the ring. Yeah, and I, I I understand. I I disagree with her, but I do understand where she's coming from. It's, it's she wants her yard to look pristine. She wants that, manu- that manicure. Manicure, that's a good. And so, but yeah, I like the rain lilies. I like the oxblood lilies. I don't even have any anymore. Yeah. No, but, we moved. What, what, we, got, we left the bamboo and the yeah. oxblood lilies behind. Well, well the rain lilies. Uh, managed to make a good show without you having to give them much attention. Oh yeah. But the uh, yeah the other one the oxblood lilies yeah. are, are, are a little more demanding. Yeah. But but space. you don't talk anymore. I'm sorry. You don't talk anymore about Columbine. You used to that used to be the the big yearly fight was to figure out how you could make if you could make Columbine work. And I don't know that we even sell it here anymore. No. Uh, well, they sell a well, they sell a northern Columbine. Well, In fact, we had some three weeks ago. Part oh, okay. Of, part, of it, part of it is we had such a dismal period of uh, oh, in the last Making ten seed. years, yeah. it's it surviving 
We imagined that it had more drought tolerance than oh. and it didn't fare well in the in that uh, droughty period. So, well, so might, have, might have really <laughs> liked our snow. Yeah, <laughs> the they come from Big Ben, Big Ben uh, Park, and uh, I tried to tell Greg Grant that it's illegal to take seed out of Big Ben. A park. Now, before we go any further, is it really legal? Illegal to take? Seed? Yes. Or are you just trying to? It's a state park. A, okay, it's a federal so park. You can't take seed out of federal. You're not state supposed park? to. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, but I, Greg wouldn't listen. <laughs> In fact, while I was talking to him, we were collecting seed uh. <laughs> of the Hinkley, which was once called Hinkley Columbine. Is the statute of limitations over for can Greg be arrested for this? And uh, well, he, he deserves to be arrested. Oh, okay. For several things. But well, they, 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 they weren't nearly. See, the the feds never went after Jerry and Greg. yeah. Calvin uh, got some. when I yeah when I <laughs> but homeowners mentioned yeah. Uh, uh, the annual blue uh, the annual uh, sunflowers that were which were taken over Mitchell Lake. Yeah. And man, I mean, they went. The, the, the director there um, sent me these official do- <laughs> official notes saying that was absolutely not appropriate for. Was it was it protected? The yeah yeah the, the what her argument was that of course the annual sunflower was kind of a rogue. It was yeah. taken over absolutely, but. She says you don't want to create that kind because of, because of, of the other rare plants that were there right. seeds that you wanted to protect them. So it was a, it was a pretty logical argument. Uh, don't ever say that there's a lo- logical argument. <laughs> so I did not. Uh, if she if she will call in, we'll give her time to talk on the radio about her. Rewriting of Calvin. She won. Yeah, that's she fun. won that. She won. Yeah. <laughs> I'll help. <laughs> He'll cheerlead. Yeah, how about that, Calvin? Huh? Uh, <laughs> but that's, that is, that. Have you been back, of, back to Mitchell Lake in a while? Um, no, I haven't really. Oh, okay. Been much. Uh, but that's a that's another plant that we could use more of. The problem is that it has a tendency to. Take over whatever you give it. Oh, yeah. Now, which one was that again? It's an annual sunflower. Oh, okay. Now, there's there's some perennial, Maximilian sunflowers, perennial, and then there's the annual, and they they'll use they'll take as much space as you give them, and they're not the flowers are beautiful and the the birds like them and the uh, butterflies like them, but they're they're not a, a neat. They're not showy like yeah, the, yeah. some of the hybrids. It's not like a, yeah. a zinnia or or the flowers we've been talking about, the poppies. Yeah. And so that so they're not as popular as yeah. some, a lot of the other flowers we're talking about. And two one zero three zero eight because you said I don't give the phone number. Now. There you go. You never give that phone number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And we need somebody to call us from Castroville who understands all those poppies. I want to. I want to learn more about them. 
well, I, I, I mean, if they are, do they plant them I each think, year? Do they just they yeah, let, they they let them go to seed? Or, but it's just is. So if I see a yard that has is well, we, we'll see if anybody from Castroville calls us <laughs> and they can explain because there's like the the poppy house which is yeah. which charges admission to go in. They're pretty, but and then you're really tempted. It's it's you're you're taking pictures of these beautiful poppies, but it's somebody's home and it's like oh. <laughs> Is Trinity, does anybody know if Trinity is still uh, grow all those University? poppies? Yeah, I don't know where. Where at Trinity? Trinity in their open area, which used to be uh, covered with the uh, the big uh, poppies. Huh. Yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful planting. All right. We need a call on that, too, if Trinity uh, University still has all their poppies. Is that where they had the beautiful planting of roses? And uh, one, one guy took care of, it was at some university over on the uh, east side, uh, uh, west side, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. All I know is that uh, the poppies were uh, spectacular on those hills. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they uh, and I don't know how much management, uh, I didn't. I really didn't do a lot of research on their Management they provided them. Probably none. Yeah, I think they just yeah. once they got them started. Yeah, absolutely. Did all right. And I think most of them got started around that. Uh, I think it's a Catholic church right there on the right as you drive down Highway 90. Are you talking? Are you back at Castroville? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, there, there was one guy that took care of all that, and he uh, did a wonderful job. Hmm. But uh, once you plant them and let them go to seed, yeah, they're going to be there forever. Well, that's what I was wondering if these were, you know, well established every year they come up type things. Well, you got to be I mean, careful. They're so thick because I think Jerry has said that about blue bonnets at least oh. <laughs> twelve or fifteen times in the, in the history too. There's nothing ma- there's nothing automatic about. So we need a Castroville call. We need a Trinity University call. <laughs> the, uh, the, and you, you were talking about roses. Let's see if we need to take a break. Yeah, let's take a quick, 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 nah, quick break. 210-308-8867. Did you want to finish up that, or are we going on to a new subject? No, we'll finish up. Okay, 210-308-8867. More after this on Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Back to Melberger's Gardening, South Texas. Patricia Bennett, born April 7, 1947, by the Chiffons. I was putting together more birthday music. 210-308-8867. And Deck and Patio Care is a subject I enjoy talking about because I know Barry Hagendorf, and I enjoy working with him. We used to do a show together on uh, decks and taking care of them and staining. And that's where I learned how much he knows about this. And uh, we've even had calls from listeners who who, uh, were surprised that we were talking about him there go yeah we've worked with Barry for a long time and absolutely love him so uh, 
uh, take a look at deckandpatiocare.com because on that website you will see the uh, before and after pictures of what your deck can look like. Probably the, the before picture is what your deck looks like now, and the after picture is what it can look like, and it really can look new again. Barry says that in his commercial, but it's true. It really does. It looks like it's a new deck, uh, and Barry can help you keep it looking that way after that, too. Deck and Patio Care, 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147, or again, deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com. All right, our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And I interrupted you before we went to break. What were you going to say? Do you remember? What? <laughs> oh, dear. What are you talking about? Where are we? The yeah. poppies. Oh, we were talking about the poppies. Oh, yeah, we need, yeah, we need a call from Castroville telling yeah, me about yeah. the poppies. Uh, those are those poppies. Did you look at them close? Were they the big bloom poppy? Uh, I think so. They were big and red. But she'll, yeah, she'll just like, give me heck. I'm going uh, like Gre- to. Gre- uh, Greg Grant's. Uh, uh, red, yeah, kind of like that. Coffee. We we had to see them from the street. They were in people's yards, so you couldn't really get out and take a picture or do anything. Oh, really? What? That You're didn't not stop you? To do that? No, I know it doesn't stop anybody. In, in <laughs> <laughs> Cavill could tell you the story about the the ranchers out in West Texas calling him. Yeah. Going, what he, the- he was a fairly new. You have a fairly new horticulture. This one. Yeah. Yeah, that was a nice. And Greg and I happened to venture out into Big Bend yeah. National Park looking for seed of uh, columbine. And uh, that's, <laughs> that seed was uh, pr- uh, produced all, all those columbines that we would, that Calvin and uh, uh, Passmore. Yeah. Passmore, is that right? That's right. Uh, uh, was collecting the seed for us, and then we would send them to uh, a nursery. Uh, at that time, it was a color, color spot nursery out here, uh, and they would send them to California and having them had them ready to pot up in uh, uh, February uh, earlier, and then sell the plants in. Uh, in March and April, what is one of the first blooming plants we you get? Well, as as Columbine go, uh, I asked Carol Abbott and some of the people about Carol about these uh, Columbine because I'd never grown them personally. And uh, are they? I asked them, uh, are they perennial? In other words, do they come back year after year? And I had Benny Simpson, uh, uh, our hort- great horticulturist uh, and native plants from uh, Dallas, and uh, Carol Abbott at a table. And I'd seen them both write different stories, if they were perennial or not. And uh, we fussed there at uh, Kerrville in a, in a restaurant there. And uh, uh, they finally decided to, to say they were columbines are weak perennials. Oh, okay. That's kind of a mid, mid-ground. But that's true. But well, and, early and, in the process, the, whatever line that we used, that was, that was, of course, it could have been the weather, too. But yeah. they, were, they were more inclined to come, come back. And yeah. then... Uh, 
as the years progressed, it uh, they faded out. Yeah, yeah I know. Th- I, I sort of remember it. you enjoyed them a great deal, but you were just fighting every year and buying them every year. Yeah. Okay. It was a yearly deal. And you, we were the only ones in the state doing that. Oh. A lot of people don't realize that. You talked about uh, the roses. Calvin and I talked yesterday about how pretty. And we went to uh, Las Palapas uh, yesterday in the drive-thru. And... The knockouts are knockouts. Yeah. I mean, they are I saw that too. gorgeous. I saw that, too. They were <laughs> full bloom. I mean, they had yeah. uh, more blooms than they had leaves, and they were pretty. Maybe they like the carbon emissions coming from the car. And yeah, they, uh, yeah. They, uh, but uh, that's, a, that's a pretty tough road. Yeah, it seems to be. Uh, tracing them like this, uh, I hadn't had much experience with is these, uh, the new. The drift roses? Drift roses. Yeah. And we saw some. The ones we saw here were real pretty. Yeah. They sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the idea is they don't get too tall. Yep. I'm still uh, waiting to see some out in the field. Uh, I mean, there must be some patches of them out there that are doing doing well. But I, it's not like knockouts. Knockouts, every place you look there. Man, mm-hmm. yeah, people have embraced knockouts, and I can see why. Because once you saw them at a drive through or some somebody's yard, yeah, our, our knockout is still struggling. Uh, I, I you know I have that rare red and pink one. Yeah, yeah, it's got red and pink on both, which is a weird variety that you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it, it it's only got two blooms on it, which is kind of pathetic. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't go ahead and name that sport after your <laughs> wife. Miller. No, I don't think she would like it. <laughs> That's what uh, uh, Mr. Munson, the great man, uh, always said. Don't ever name one of your plants after your wife. Or Did he tell Carol about this? And, uh, because sure as hell you do that. Uh, they turn out to be duds. Mm. <laughs> That's not not a good thing. Okay. But anyway, I, I never finished my story about the uh, red, white, and blue oh, okay. blue bonnets. All right. Uh, which should be either in full bloom or you're going to see like uh, like the pictures we talked about a while ago from uh, Billy. Do you know, uh, uh, did I say how many pictures or calls I've gotten from uh, people that... uh, You said one. (laughs) I might have been stretching that. You now have three. I sent you two more. Okay. But only one more person sent them one. So you want to make that appeal right now if people took pictures of their red, white, and blue, blue bonnets? I've they done could, that several times. They could they could send them to me. Maybe they, maybe that, they, maybe your email address. Oh, uh, to remember. Yeah, Milton at klup dot com. I'll get them to Jerry. But uh, yeah. when, when I see a poor response like that, they didn't freeze. But uh, I wonder if it's if we should do it again. Yeah, we should do it again. <laughs> That's because I didn't have to work on it. But it was fun. It was fun getting them. Well, Even if they didn't take a picture, I'm sure they enjoyed it. I'm sure that Milton would enjoy doing all that work you did, Jerry, instead. Uh, 40 this years worth. Yeah, I mean, he did. Uh... <laughs> well, you can't just let him go bye-bye. Uh, for, for, no. no. You expect to get some seed from him and uh, enjoy 
planting the seeds. All right, so so we, we, we digress. So you only got one picture. Was that the end of the story? Yeah. You're just complaining that you only got one picture? Yeah. And All I'm, right, make I'm, Jerry's day. I'm threatening not to do it again. No, so send him pictures so he'll do I'm, it again. I'm only one guy. I'm Larry, Dr. Stein, Larry Stein and I are the only ones that have seeds. You need to figure out whatever Billy and I have is that purplish blue bonnet and do yeah. those again. Yeah. Those are gorgeous. I, I, They're one of those things where you get, oh, those are pretty blue bonnets. What is that? <laughs> is that a blue bonnet? Yeah, because yeah, you've got, I've got the pale blue, which is the sky blue, we'll call mm-hmm. it that. Mm-hmm. The sky blue, and then I just have one. It's kind of pathetic of the uh, purple. <laughs> it's got more on it. I'll have to send you a picture of that one too. Okay. We. Uh, but yeah, they're pretty. Those you'll have to help us do those again. Doctor Stein is uh, won't give up on on the, doing the colors. Oh, good. Yeah, Doctor Stein. After I got the after we got the red, white, and blue uh, Texas flag. In, on blue bond, in blue bond. You were kind of done? I was very, very I was going to be done. And uh, then we've got a play, we've got a planting out at the greenhouse that's been there for, I guess, 30 years. Wow. And uh, we've never harvested the seed. And it's got every color in the book. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. You should but take a we picture have, of we that. We haven't isolated it. Right. So we're, we're thinking about uh, uh, harvesting the seed of the mixed colors and uh, making that available in transplant or you don't get it. It'll be Blue Bonnet Surprise. Oh, okay. Because we don't know what color it'll be. Now, I, I had a picture, a friend posted a picture of a pink blue bonnet that came up in their yard, and every, <coughs> everybody on Facebook was ooing and eyeing over the pink blue bonnets. Yeah. So, uh, we named, that's the first named blue bonnet in history, and uh, we named it Abbott Pink. Oh, okay. Carol Abbott. But uh, when the... When the uh, the sacred maroon came along. <laughs> and, the, uh, no, and the skies parted and the angels sang a chorus of... Were you there? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I, I could just imagine when it was, when it was actually maroon. And, and uh, uh, so it came along and uh, nobody really... There really wasn't a big demand for the uh, pink. Oh, okay. Even though that was the first one. Yeah, it's I like the good, pink. Good bloomer. It's pretty. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people know that there are different colors. They just sort of expect Yeah, I've, I've noticed that, too. I think when they see them, they're like, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's, uh, so my mother-in-law has to figure out what to do with hers now. Yeah. Well, so we we save the seed. Yeah. I'll have to tell her uh, to check out the instructions on saving the seed. There you go. Yeah, right. we got several good articles right now. All right, we've got about five minutes left. What else is going on that we can talk about just the five minutes? Just for five minutes? Well, uh, you know, we don't, or we can tease something. I got know. something from uh, several articles from uh, Joe. Oh, he hadn't uh, called us yet. He's threatening to call us. Uh, he, uh, he has advice on your worms, and he won't call us with it. <laughs> uh, he's going to probably tell me to get guineas. <laughs> they're, they're, they're deadly on the hens. Yeah. We, we He's going to say to plant those. Uh, you're being cursed because of your Jerusalem artichokes. <laughs> you haven't given them. Well, yeah. we we had a somebody sent in an email account of 
sorry, I don't recognize the phone number, but they 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 said in terms of c- controlling those worms, use BT if you remember has to be consumed. Yeah. So you you spray it on the where they're feeding the foliage that the caterpillars are f- uh, f- uh, feeding on, and then then it destroys yeah. them. But on these hanging or Walking through Jerry's house, <laughs> the, the spreading BT doesn't the do carpet, anything. Yeah. The carpet of the worms. If you did, if you just had to spray something, uh, and you wanted to be organic about Spinosad. it, spinosad. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that that's a. Once you spray them on, spray them with a spinosad spray, it kills them. Yeah, they're small. They're small worms. Yeah, they're different sizes. Hmm. I've got them named. Do you have a little bottle of spinosad? You should try it. <laughs> I, in the house, uh, a, or, br- a broom or, also works. It's organic. No, but it's, you have a good testing measure. Jeremy broom, says he doesn't want him, want him carrying any. Yeah. He has a tendency to forget, and he's drinking out. He thinks it's, uh, he's uh, drinking out of the spinosad. <laughs> I could clear up your worms, too. Anyway, uh, Joe sends a art letter that he got. Uh, from Michael Haley, and he wrote, Michael writes, I have never wrapped my tomatoes, only caged them. I know some people have wrapped the cages with plastic, but I thought it would be- he would roll the plastic up a foot or two in the morning and roll it back down at night. Now, there's somebody retired and in good health. That's Yeah, that's work. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then Joe writes him back and says, yeah, he did that. Each wrap cages, each wrap cage acted like a mini greenhouse. I don't wrap mine anymore since the, since the plant after the last freeze date here in Johnson City is uh, April 16th. When do most of the uh, high winds and uh, hail and stuff like that occur in, in South Texas? I don't know. It, I was wondering if you know, kind of... About some... the middle of April. Oh, okay. I, I used to go into the, pro, into the hill country and give, give, them, uh, give talks up there. And I, I would tell them every time, I said, don't forget to wrap those tomatoes in that uh, grow web cloth. Mm-hmm. And so I said, the freezes may be over, but the wind is not. Wind and rain is not. Yeah, and we've had, I think one year with our top tomato contest here at Millburgers, we got kind of nixed because of hail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, when the fruit is small like that, it doesn't take a big piece of hail to, to cause burn the fruit. So uh, All right. that wrapping is a good idea. Okay. But use the... Uh, Use that cloth, that uh, porous cloth, uh, to protect the plants from uh, wind and insects. So, uh, and then you don't have to roll it up in the morning and roll it back down at night. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, that's a lot of work. It oh yeah, seems like that would be something that would, uh, you, in my world, would last a couple <laughs> nights, and then uh, one way, one night won't make a difference. And yeah, then, that's the one that gets you. And then yeah, 
All right, well, let's do this. Let's uh, get ready to take a break. I'll give the phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. If you're outside of San Antonio, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Don't forget to find out what's on sale at Millburgers. Find out what's going on. You uh, go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. And there's always something fun happening here at the nursery in terms of sale items or other things that will start happening happening soon. All right, again, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Billy's been waiting through the break. We want to talk to him and find out what's going on. We were talking about him earlier. Hi, Billy. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? I was having lunch while y'all were talking about me. Oh, okay. I got in right at the end when you were talking about poppies, and I just had to send you some pictures. Uh, oh, good. I've, I've had poppies for 15 or 20 years in the same bed, and I lost a bunch of them during the snow. But I just wanted to tell you how they spread. I have some volunteers, would I set you a picture of, that are uh, on the other side of the fence and probably 30 or 40 feet away from where my poppies, my bed of poppies are. Yeah. yeah I'm looking at them. Oh, I okay. There's the blue bonnets. It says, yeah, Billy I sent you I'd, more pictures. I'm, I'm going to open up the poppies. Oh, yeah, these look more like what I saw in uh, Castroville. Uh, these came from somewhere out there. I don't really know where. Probably 15 or 20 years ago, the master gardeners did a field trip, and they had a whole big bunch. The lady of the house collected seed. She gave seed to everybody that was there. I've had oh, that was, there. should be right over there. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, these are pretty. So okay, you don't well, really have. So once you start, you don't really. Um, is by a driveway. It's probably thirty or forty feet away from where the bed is, and they're just volunteers, or the seed huh. got blown there, or something. They're, just, they're the same poppies. So, however, they got there, but they just spread like everything and come back year after year. Oh yeah, very cool. Now you you haven't milked, milked them, have you? Oh. I haven't done anything to them. Oh, I have. No. I uh, one time got a bunch of Bermuda grass in there, and I dug it up to pull them out, and I'm sure I lost some of them then. So I have added some more, so they may not all be the same poppies, but uh, yeah. prettiest ones and the ones that have been there the longest, the ones that are showing. Well, were you trying to get the Bermuda grass out of there, I guess? Yes, yes, I was trying to get it out, and, and I did. I did a pretty good job. But, why, but, uh, why didn't you do an easier job and use a, a grass be gone or uh, uh, that that stuff, that, uh, that product that is specific to Bermuda grass, uh, yet will not kill anything else? I uh, never have tried that. Quit it. Uh, they, let's see. They they sell it as over the top, I think, and they they sell it as ortho 
uh, grass be gone. Okay. And well, that only that only works in uh, that only works on grasses. Bermuda and Johnson. It wouldn't have killed my percent. <laughs> no, it wouldn't it wouldn't affect them at all. Uh, I, I tell the story of first time it came, I, it came out, and I, my mother's bed there in Tennessee had Bermuda grass in it, and I had some beautiful petunias in there. And she was in her late in the early 80s, and <laughs> so I was out there spraying that stuff on the Bermuda grass bed. And she was on the front porch. I was afraid she was going to fall off. And uh, was yelling at me not to spray her petunias to kill them. Yeah. And so I let her yell for a little while and then told her to get back in the house. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, sure enough, uh, it takes it took, it took about uh, two weeks to kill it. You know, to say, show it. It's not as fast as Roundup is. Yeah. And uh, she called me. She said, that Bermuda grass has, has disappeared in the bed. I said, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she she wouldn't listen to me. To, you know, you never listen to your kid. That's right. They're always kids. <laughs> yeah. But Billy, that, do you have any suggestions on how Jerry can get rid of all these little uh, inchworms in his home? That could have no, just, that ruined your lunch to hear about that. My wife is having problems too. She she gets out and she sprays them. Blows them spray, where's she spraying them? Away. Away? Uh, you know I don't I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, that like that bear bear product. Yeah, indoor. I bet, I bet you could. What if you could use uh, soap? You might be able to just soap. If it, it would. Uh, Give you a feeling of doing something. Yeah, at least it would wash them off. <laughs> wash them off the patio or something like that. You know, if you actually that, I think that that bear product. There's a ver, version of it that's a hose in sprayer. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just you drag could, the hose in the house and. Well, you know, <laughs> spray well, down one, the bed. One of, one of the one of the uh, common. Things is for them to cover of the whole side of a house. Right. Yeah. It's, just, it's just like Jerry, you would you would spray the right by the the dog mm-hmm. the dog uh, door <laughs> there to prevent that. And that and uh, that product is pretty easy to use and uh, yeah. doesn't have any smell or anything. <laughs> when I drove up to the house yesterday, uh, the garage door was half covered with those yeah solid solid cover half of the garage door yeah we have a we have a triple driveway and then it's just loaded with them regularly we have to pull them off every day yeah. <laughs> thanks billy don't 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 tell my son that uh he he's he's adopted a lot of those oh <laughs> thank you billy thanks for the pictures i'm um Yes. Pass them along. Yeah. Thanks for sending Jerry the pictures. We want him to continue with that multicolor blue bonnet project. No. We do. Billy and I do. No. <laughs> I bet you Billy wants him to continue. You, you noticed in the, some of the late pictures I sent you, there's there's some seeds that are not budded out yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he was talking about, too, on how the 
Yeah. yeah well, there, there's one of those roses we were talking about. There. Oh, the drift rose? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you, Billy. Hey, we'll, Billy. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. Good talking to you. Trace is on the porch. We, we need to secretly ask him to keep the orange ones. Yeah, exactly. And, and we need we'll, a secret orange blue bonnet we'll plant, project. And then when we get enough of them, we'll plant them in the front of Jerry's house. Oh, that'll <laughs> be good. I don't know why that orange always dies. Hard to understand. It's a weak, it's a weak, sickly-looking plant. I think it has help. Uh, (laughs) Hey, will you help us with Shane real quick? Uh, Sure, try. All right, Shane's on the line at 210-308-8867. What's up, Shane? Not much, guys. I've got a dirt question. Um, Okay. We've got an an old tank down at our ranch. It's about 40 years old. Um, In about the last... 30 years, it's gone dry six or seven times, and it did have fish in it. Um, is that is that going to be a good planting dirt or garden dirt? No, yeah. You probably want to mix some uh, organic material yeah. with it. Okay. And, uh, well, and, uh, so I got a question first. Was it done right where they did the that funny clay stuff to put on the bottom? So the, uh, so the, no, this was not. This is forty years a, ago. Yeah, this is that's, that's when they that's when they did ago. that. When they were making <laughs> tanks. They would they were there's some kind of special clay that they would use oh, on yeah. the bottom so that the water wouldn't. That's eat right. Up. Still doing that. So uh, if that wasn't done to it, I'd agree with him. If that was done to it, I'd say no. Now, it depends too, okay. though. On the, if they've been there forty years, you get that accumulation. The silt. Yeah. Yeah. And the silt is it is the. Yeah, it's a little organic material that works well. It's lots of silt. I mean, originally that tank was 28 feet deep, and now it's like six or seven feet, and it's dried up again. Wow. Oh, goodness. That's what mine on my peach orchard. That was the thing that happened. Boy, that was. I think I'd have to dig it out and re- restock it with fish. That's what I'd have to do. Uh, well, that's what we're well, that's what we're gonna do. We actually have a skid pan and a bulldozer out there now. All right. So, and, yeah, we can right, pull so twenty five. So, we can pull out twenty five yards of dirt at a time. So if so. you see, if you get to a clay part where they might have done that to seal it, uh, stop there. Okay, yeah, but that, the idea that it's already draining and drying up uh, probably means that that's not in there. Probably not, but I guess it's cat. It's caliche, isn't it? Isn't that what they put in? Some kind of funny named clay. I'm I'm sure we can ask the listeners. Well, the calcite clay. I don't remember which one it was. Okay. I just remember it was funny. It had a funny name. <laughs> but, no, there actually where this tank is, there's. There's actually been seven tanks there over the last 80 years, and they just they just dig a new one next to the old one, and then break a hole in the dam and fill the new one up, and it just got larger and larger over time. So, <laughs> so the yeah, the old one fills up the new one. What's left there? Exactly. What, what I hear is in about four or five years, he's going to invite us all to go fishing. Yeah, yeah. that's what I hear. Right? Oh, we've already we've already got two other tanks down there that are fully stocked that have some nice fish in them. This is a oh good. So. Now, uh, when you leave the when the, leave the fish in the uh, tank after the uh, after it goes dry, uh, that'll be well fertilized because you know the the Indians used to. 
And pilgrims, I guess, used to put fish in the hole before they plant the plant. Fish heads. Fish, fish heads, head, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they ate the fish. <laughs> right. Okay. Thanks, Shane. Tell us what happens, okay. though. All right. I absolutely will. I'm fixing to fill up a raised bed full of that stuff. And All right. Gonna, yeah. You know, I'm going to make some work. organic material in there as well. There you so go. Email email Milton when we're ready to go fishing. Yeah, I'll get Trace. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We can do that. Thanks. Thank All you, right, Shane. Have a good one. Bye-bye. All right. Bye, Bye Shane. 210-308-8867. Trace, what's going on today? It's I, I still need, a little busy. Uh, I, need, I need that fishing break. That's what yeah, I, mean. I bet. You've been busy. I'm we surprised could, I have hair. We couldn't find you. It's been an interesting day. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> interesting when you say that is never interesting. It's always, oh, my God, then what happened? <laughs> um, well, what's going on? Uh, uh, it's a wonderful day. We've yeah, got plenty of product. Uh, we're start, yeah. starting to get in some of the warm weather stuff. So we got in purslane and uh, zinnias. And, oh, good. Uh, hopefully have some vinca this week. We'll see. Uh, so anyway, we're 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 building up. I can't say the growers are catching up, but if we hit enough of the growers, we have a decent representation. Yeah, you got a good stock out here. And how about the tomatoes and the stuff? Uh, you got the. Uh, I saw tycoon when I was walking in. And there was some ruby, still some ruby crush. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's a debate going on in my mind that you know too much longer and maybe they shouldn't be planting them. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I may I may call this quits on the tomatoes. Okay. Yeah, this still a great selection though. It's yeah. still time to do it. What are about what about any of the herbs or the other veggies that are in yeah, the watermelon? I saw that. So uh, I'm getting whatever I can get. Okay. So I'd had watermelon, I'd had cantaloupe, I'd had cucumbers, uh, I'd had uh, zucchini, yeah, uh, bush beans. Jerry but, made me put my watermelon back. Why? Why does he? Why does he have control over your wallet? <laughs> That's what I want to know. He said it's going to get real big. Mm-hmm. You can't take care of it. No, Jerry, you, you know better. Uh, so what, you should, what you should have told him is I want to grow this in my backyard so I don't have to mow the grass. Ooh, I didn't even think of that. That'll work. And yeah. as I was walking up here, yeah, I saw my babies out there. The, uh, oh, the chili pekins? Red. The penguins? The, uh, the label says red Pekin. chili pekin. Red? Yeah. They 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 forgot the to, they forgot to spell Parsons. So yeah, they didn't put it on the tag. They didn't, <laughs> but uh, they're all tagged. Now the interesting thing about it is, I was looking for red tags. The the person that the people company that grew these, I would watch them since they were my babies, and uh, you could pick them out in the greenhouse when they were growing them from a mile away because they all had red tags. And, now they did. They didn't. Well, they all the plants didn't have red tags. The ones we I didn't see any red tags out there, but they are all well labeled. And do you, uh, I, do you want to explain what makes <laughs> the penguins a little better or a little different than other pekins? No. All right then. They're, uh, they're hotter. <laughs> they're hotter. They're bigger too, aren't they? Yeah, they're bigger and they're a little bit hotter. But people say they have a. A very uh, mild flavor. I mean, uh, they're hot, but they have a good flavor to them. So you can taste the pepper even yeah, though, even though right. it's hot. Yeah, we, hot. we had a caller, Trace, you would have liked the call. He wanted 
the Carolina Reaper, and then we had to say that we didn't know if we had, you know, you have had in the past, and I think you'd even said that it's not yet that it would come in. But we said, and then we started talking about him eating it, and we said that he was going to, uh, he'd, he'd bring you some because we mentioned you like to eat them and stuff. And he said, <laughs> oh, no, no. What it does is it enhances the flavor of other foods after you eat one. Beer specifically. No. Oh, is that right? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, makes beer taste better? Oh, yes. If oh. you drink enough beer. Okay. Trace, can you, uh, is there a, we're, we're getting some inquiries on the, on the peppers. What, what kind of, are you at in a point where you could say what kind of uh, selection we have on hot peppers right now? Uh, it's changing every 30 seconds now. So uh, I, I've got I've got more peppers ordered, but uh, it, who knows whether they actually show up? But they have different kinds of bells and serranos and a few other yeah, those, odds and ends. Those hot peppers would grow a little bit slower than a tomato. We had a well. I mean, if we still got them, we had the uh, um, those big, the giant uh, jalapenos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, the J Lo's. No. The Joe's? <laughs> no, 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 it was oh. a different selection. But uh, <laughs> the you know it, that the heat of that we used to test several years ago, and we I was looking for somebody that would eat hot peppers straight and uh, had some experience with eating hot peppers. You know what was a dwarf form cost? It's from Greek Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, uh, we uh, it, it is a mother and daughter that worked out here, and everybody says that. Uh, I think the daughter is the daughter said that uh, she eats hot peppers all the time, straight. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> she kept, We made a big deal out of it. She came up here to the desk, and. Uh, I told her I wanted to eat these, eat these, eat these peppers, and tell me which ones were hot, hotter. So I had a chili patine, a regular one, bird pepper, and then I had some of ours, a large, large patine. The penguins. The penguins, yeah. And uh, she, she came up here. She took a bite of the. The ready little bird pepper, they call it. And uh, she said, yeah, that's it. That's the pepper. Yeah. No, I think she was a little, Yeah. I think her eyes got a little big. And uh, she was. And and then we gave her the, the, this pepper we're talking about. Oh, the penguins. The penguins. And uh, she took a bite, she took a bite, ate one, ate a whole one. And uh, she said, she didn't taste any heat at all, which I wasn't a bad thing, but I, uh, most people like a little heat, and some people like a lot of heat. <laughs> but uh, she walked away after she said, no, it's, it's not hot. And uh, 30 seconds later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they walked around the building, right around there, and in, in a little while, maybe 30 seconds, like you said, she came running by the front of this booth, and she all what she was doing was holding up four fingers. Mm-hmm. She said, it's four times hotter than a regular chili patine, and kept running around, <laughs> around the building. So uh, that gave me encouragement. 
And then the yellow one showed he, he up. Just, he just likes to punish the people. Yeah. <laughs> the yellow showed up. The yellow pit, pit penguin. And uh, they said, people that eat peppers said that, well, they, uh, they're hot, not hot, they're hotter than the red one, but they, uh, but, uh, they have a wonderful flavor. And so so people it's said, all about the flavor, Bill. Yeah. If it's so hot you don't have flavor, then... Yeah, then it's, no, there's no point. Well, all peppers are too hot for me to have flavor. <laughs> the way actually we actually uh, discovered Penguin, it was out at the old office, old extension office, in those planting beds that you had were testing different media, different uh, uh-huh. side of and so I, I love the shape of this thing. And so I decided I was going to get all the peppers. Uh, they were turned red. And uh, Jeremy was a, a younger son, mm-hmm. so we did then. And so I asked him to come help me pick the peppers. So it takes a while to take a big pick of a big pick a, bunch pick of, of peppers. peppers to push. And uh, you know our kids, they get impatient. And so I was sitting on one side of the bush, and he was sitting on the other side of the bush, and we were picking those peppers. Well, he took that for a little while, and then he would start talking. said, Dad, uh, how hot are these peppers? And I said, I don't know. I don't, I've never eaten a hot pepper, eaten those hot peppers. And that was it. And then in, in about uh, three or four minutes, he said, no, Dad, seriously, how hot are these peppers? I said, I have no idea. I've never eaten one. And uh, in a little while, I looked over there, and he was putting one in his mouth, putting one in his mouth. And then all of a sudden, he started yelling and carrying on and <laughs> blaming me for him eating the pepper. <laughs> I, I heard this story different. Uh, did, did you? Jerry, Jerry told him it was a jelly bean bush. Oh, good. Ed. Oh, why would <laughs> he do that? And then waited for him to uh, try one. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound like Jerry. <laughs> he, he, had had a, he had had a experience when he was very young. Uh, had a... Pe- a Patine on the back porch, on the patio, and uh, he 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 was barely walking, and I told him several times, don't don't eat this, don't touch it, and as as kids do, what's the first thing he did? He, he went out there yeah. and took a bite out of one of those peppers. Did he listen to you after that? Uh, yeah, he did kind of listen to it. It was a good lesson. Uh, of course, his mother was getting ready to take him to the hospital because he was yelling that much. Mm. And we looked at him after after he'd eaten it, and he had a piece of pepper in the corner oh, of his wow. eye. No wonder he was yelling. Yeah, so he got, he got over that, and, uh, of course, the plant was still on the back porch. And so <laughs> uh, we were out there sitting there, on the back porch, and I, I pointed at that pepper. So when Jeremy came out, I told him, "Don't eat that." You know, he wasn't to beat, wasn't talking yet. And I, and I said, "Don't eat this." Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and went, 
felt he, his hands up. He understood. He knew. Yeah. He knew that thing was something he didn't want to, didn't want to fool with. We got, uh, we, we got an email from one of our listeners that uh, wanted to give us the name of that clay that. Oh, yeah. Ben, bentonite. Oh, that's right. Bentonite. bentonite. Well, that's tell Trace. We'll tell Trace in a sec. <laughs> while, he's, while he's doing something, we'll take a quick break at 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 a.m. The answer. Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, at 9.30 a.m., The Answer. More April birthdays with uh, Janice Ian. Hey, let me tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited right there at Hebner and Northwest Military. If you're looking for a place that's going to not only have everything that you need to bring nature to your yard, but will answer questions and can problem solve if you have situations or you just tell them what you're trying to do, uh, Wild Birds Unlimited at Northwest Military and Hebner is perfect. They've seen it all, they've done it all, and they've got solutions for just about every problem. So if you're trying to attract a certain something to your yard, Wild Birds Words Unlimited can help you, uh, or if you're trying to identify something, or if you want to feed the right products, Wild Birds Unlimited has a wide variety of seeds and suet and all kinds of great stuff. That's Wild Birds Unlimited. The, gosh, they've been doing this for a long time, and it's not unusual to find somebody in there, uh, not only that an employee, but uh, that's a customer that's been there for over a decade. Uh, they love it, and that's uh, great customer service, great solutions, and uh, more at Wild Birds Unlimited. Northwest Military in Hebner. You say hi to Kyle. Say hi to Bill if you see him. And uh, tell him we said hello. Wild Birds Unlimited. You can call them and get more. But it's right there at the corner of Northwest Military in Hebner, that big shopping center. Uh, but uh, it's 210-479-BIRD. 210-479-BIRD for Wild Birds Unlimited. Mike is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Mike. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm all right. Good afternoon. Good uh, afternoon. I'm, yeah, I made some of that homemade uh, orange oil and vinegar weed killer, and uh, I wanted to get reassurance about how long I need to wait after I use that stuff about uh, putting seeds in the ground. Seeds? Yeah. Are you talking, talking about overseeding with Bermuda grass? No, what I did was I was putting in a brand new garden and I and I sprayed that killer, and uh, now I'm planting seeds and I want to make sure I've waited long enough. Yeah, you waited long enough. Uh, yeah, they really. The, the orange oil and stuff only works on uh, it's a post-emergent. In other words, after the uh, plants come up, and it has to get on the foliage. And the vinegar yeah. is the same. And the vinegar that burns burns the fold, new foliage down. So you can almost uh, immediately after you put it down on the foliage, you can go ahead and plant right. seeds. Did it? Have, did you get a good effect? Did it kill everything you wanted it to do? Oh yeah, and I I couldn't find the high strength of vinegar, so I used the nine percent, and it worked fine. Of course, the I think the bright hot sun had something to do with that too, but it just burnt yeah. stuff up. 
Yeah, well, that's all it's going to do. It's not uh, going to go into the root system, or it, it's not going to be a systemic yeah, work, killer like Roundup. Is. Works well on yeah. those uh, annual weeds that we're, oh, yeah. we're seeing, the winter weeds right now. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds I, good. I think I, I think I took care of the rest of it with a shovel. <laughs> there you go. That'll work. Well, right. thanks, Mike. Good luck, Mike. Thanks, sir. All right. Thank you. All right. That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. Marty's on the line. What's that? Oh, I had a, a report on we, the, uh, uh, oh, shoot, the, the one of the plants we talked about, the blooming the blooming plants with the white flowers, the uh, Mexican uh, Mexican olive. Yeah. Yeah. My, pl- my plant now is uh, sprouting at six foot. Oh, so, good. So the main stems are alive at six foot. The outside uh, thinner uh, bushes and branches are are not, but that's a good sign. And I think I think we're getting similar reports from other folks. Yeah, I think I think uh, you could take advantage of the top freezing out by cutting it back to the green grow, and then uh, tipping. That uh, growth that emerges from that, it keeping it more compact and lower. Cool. All right. Hey, Marty, our buddy Marty with the peppers is on the line. Marty, you want to? Are you going to come over and get some of the uh, the penguins? Red penguin. The, the red penguin. They're a little bit too. They're a little bit too tough for me. I, I, I'll leave those to Jerry. Okay. <laughs> well, what's going on? How can we help you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, going, we got. He got some of those too, I imagine. Oh, already. Yeah, Real granny. Yeah, I'll they were growing. They were planted at the same time the pe- pe- uh, penguins were. Okay. I'll, I'll be looking forward to going over there and looking for those myself. Okay. Uh, I, I was wondering as a kid, uh, there was this one plant I remember that uh, was growing by the house, and I believe the lady that uh, that was growing it in her yard said it was called a narcissus. And I think it grew by bulb. It was a, a very uh, dark green plant with uh, small little white flowers. And they say that back in the old days, what they would do was they would cut the, uh, I guess, the stems, and they would uh, tie them to the curtains. And it was very fragrant, a real, real fragrant. And it was, mm-hmm. used, it was used as like, uh, I guess, like a, a, a room freshener or something. Is there such there is a narcissus? Is that, is that still available? If it's paper white, Calvin just mentioned that uh, paper white fits fits that description. Yeah. Now, so do you describe the paper white as a pleasant fragrance? Oh, yes. Actually, yeah. Well, if you only use one. Yeah. I always wanted to impress uh, my my girlfriends with uh, a big bouquet of those. Which I couldn't even get through the door with before everybody was yelling, put those things outside. Ed, you know, that, that it's a, really a, a wonderful plant, to paper whites, narcissus, because they uh, one, they naturalize and they'll grow in our, right. our soil and they yeah. grow in the shade. Right. And uh, well, you, lady, you can't kill them, I don't think. Uh, she, she lived uh, uh, in, in Southtown, where her, her home was, and that home okay. is still there. But it would come back year after year, and it was, I believe, by bulb. And, yeah. And, and it would, it, it, it bloomed beautiful white. But once, when the, when you notice it, is when the wind would blow, 
you smell the fragrance. <laughs> oh my God, it, it was unbelievable. It was, yeah, it was the, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, they're still. I think. Well, I know. They planted. Uh, so they have some for sale here at certain times of the year, and okay. uh, I, I know that because uh, this year I bought at the end of the season. I bought all they had here at Millburg and took them to a ranch down south. And, oh wow! Uh, there, it was a good deal. Oh uh, man! But uh, they they're very easy to transplant. You just don't want to put them too deep. Right. Yeah, I don't. I I think they were they were they were they were not real shallow, but I mean, but you definitely would see once once the the the, the cold time would go go away, you'd see them start popping up, and then all of a sudden the little white flowers would come out, like you yeah. said. They're they're, they're like when Jerry and I give our pre- the presentation about uh, twelve months of color. <laughs> That uh, the paper whites always figure in that first in January. Yeah. The, right. And the other thing is, uh, as far as I know, I've never heard of deer eating them. Yeah. Deer will pass okay. them up. I know they're planted right. out uh, to to be available to deer if they wanted to eat them. But uh, I'm like you, they yeah, don't, they don't, don't seem, seem to, to eat them. Yeah. I mean, they're they're very as you know they're they're very fragrant and aromatic. They're they're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, thank you for the information. I appreciate it, okay? Y'all have a great day. Thanks, Marty. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. What else you got over there? I was looking uh, at yesterday's paper, reading uh, uh, Calvin's article, and... uh, uh, Neil Spears article, and uh, he got some good questions in there that a lot of people write. He talk, he talks about takes on the deal of uh, somebody wrote in and said they had eight. He doesn't give where they're from. Eight Japanese blueberry plants that did not fare well <laughs> uh, during the cold. And would will leaf hollies be a good replacement for them? I think a unimet is screening. And then Neil says, all of a sudden I'm getting lots of questions about Japanese blueberry plant. But they're not related in any way, form, or fashion to edible blueberries. I think people are getting misled by that name. Um... Uh, they are sensitive to cold temperatures that most of Texas experienced this past uh, past February. And yes, if you're looking for a great uh, shrub to in the eight to nine foot range, uh, willow leaf hollies uh, would be a great choice. There are others as well, and uh, so. I always wondered about. I, I'm not familiar with that uh, blueberry. Are uh, they called a Japanese blueberry plant? Yeah, it's one. It's one that uh, some of the landscape architects are inclined. I suspect it will not be nearly as popular after the freeze. Yeah, after the freeze, yeah. There's some. There's some plants that obviously didn't fare well. I think viburnums. I think xylosma. Right. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, 
Um, but of course, the the Hollies really fared well. They all, yeah, almost all of them uh, performed. And not, uh, as far as I know, we did, there wasn't any real damage. To no. But I uh, I drove by a planting of uh, pittosporums yesterday. I guess it was, and uh, took half of the plants. Were they uh, were they the standard or the little one? Little one. Yeah. Because my standard got uh, foliage got hit, but it's booming up a storm. All, uh, huh? Yeah, really, really. I was thinking of when he was talking about the when Marty was talking about the uh, the nice fragrance of the uh, uh, oh what, narcissus. Uh, I was thinking, gosh, he, could, he rates that as a nice fragrance compared to you know, the pittosporum. No. Yeah, Pittosporum is booming now too, and then that really is a nice, nice fragrance, <laughs> a very pleasant fragrance. Uh, somebody, wrote... Wait, hang on, we got Dwayne on the line real quick. Oh, okay. Dwayne is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Dwayne, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Afternoon, gentlemen. I'm doing great. Yourselves? Good, good. What's going on? I got a freeze damage question on you for you. Um, cast irons, uh, they were completely brown, and I trimmed them down, but there's been no new growth. Uh, this is both in, in ground and in pots. Are they dead, or are they still going to hopefully for life? And what are they? Cast iron. Cast plants. iron. Oh, ferns? No, the uh, no. cast iron plants. Oh, cross fire? Cast, cast iron. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Jerry. Make things up. It's kind of been a, mi- a mixed. I'm not ag- absolutely sure what. Uh, <laughs> That's what a, usually a, considered a house plant, isn't it? No. Uh, oh, no. They're, they're uh, outdoors. It's all around the uh, yeah, base of the uh, lipo trees. And, and oh, huge okay. Beds. I. I'm a little. I would think if they're not showing any action by now, that they're uh, uh, the chances aren't great. But I, uh, but I, there is a lot of conversation with folks that have them that some of them are are sprouting. So you might, if you uh, give it another week or two. Yeah, give them a little yeah. bit more time. Well, they're getting. Had, they're about just, to get lots of tender loving care. That's for sure. <laughs> they they just. Uh, yeah, give them a little time, and they may sprout from the bottom. Okay. But don't, but don't do like Milton said. Oh. No, no I never said this. Look at them and kiss them goodbye. Because I never <laughs> said that. And see, see if you can dig out some pictures of them. Um, no, we should get no some. respect, do you? I get no respect at all. Uh, tell you, Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield. Dangerfield. Our very own Rodney Dangerfield. That's right. No respect. No respect, I tell you. Thank hey, you, sir. Terry, I've got a, a, an announcement for you. I am uh, got sh- a shocking announcement. I am getting back in with a water garden club. Oh, my oh, God. Good. After all these years, I, I'm excited by getting back in. Yeah, I haven't heard uh, much from them lately. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, uh, things are looking good over there. Good. Yeah, we didn't. There's a bright future for the club. We did. We didn't uh, talk about uh, the the fish and the water, water features. How they fared during this? Yeah, race, I've, I've heard a lot of people uh, had fish die. Um, I did. Oh not yeah, died. But if, yeah, if, they, if they didn't the have gold, if they did, if they didn't have goldfish. 
And yeah. If they had Coy, uh, yeah, I imagine they lost good. a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, they, you, they require a lot of uh, you know aeration and filtration. So if you oh, lost yeah. power, you're uh, you're out of luck. And everybody lost power. <laughs> oh yes. Did did uh, you know they had some of the prettiest uh, water lilies are the uh, tropicals. Oh and yeah. They call them tropical for a reason. Uh, in a cold weather oh. like that deal, uh, yeah. it got some tropicals. But uh, I know yeah, I've got a hardy that never did go dormant. In fact, I've got a picture of the pond yeah. uh, iced over, and these the green leaves are just uh, happy as can be. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, huh. uh, Doctor Eikens uh, used to be a, a water lily czar of uh, oh my God, South yeah. Central Texas. Uh, but he, uh, he they had he had a greenhouse that he put all his tropicals in the fish. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess kept it warm, just like a a plant greenhouse. But uh, that's the way he carried his tropicals through. And yeah, I imagine yeah. that uh, I imagine there's some differences in cold tolerance of the 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 uh, the water uh, water plants, water gardens. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would imagine so too. Yeah. I remember when uh, you and I drove out to uh, Bandera to visit Dr. Eikens. I was. Uh, that was. Right. Uh, very interesting trip. Oh, he was a neat guy. Yeah. Well, Dwayne, you'll have to tell him to give us a call so we can talk about what's going on in the Water Garden Club. I will do so. Okay, you guys right. have a great day and stay cool. Thank you, you too. Bye now. We're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8857. And Jeff's on after this on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Back to Melbourne's Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Let's go right back to the phone lines now, because Jeff's been uh, very patient. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? What's going on? Oh, I'm doing quite well, guys. Um, I've done all the trimming in my backyard except for some Chinese fringe flowers, and I, I've been putting it off, not knowing should I just cut it back severely. Should I just trim off the edge? Should I wait and let the leaves drop? And in, in the last two weeks, I've noticed it's starting to leaf out in various parts of the plant. Um, but just need your advice as to what do I do with these things? I would uh, start at the tips that are brown and take off about three or four inches of stem uh, every until you see go from brown to green and stop there and see what sprouts lower before you cut any more off and uh, do that to do, do that to every aerial root root aerial stem they should start uh, if they're showing that growth uh, They'll, they'll start going grand gangbusters. Yeah. In this heat. So it, it sounds like I might be able to save most of the size of these things. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's what I needed. Yeah. It, it just got, cut it back from brown to green. 
I will do it. I appreciate it, guys. All right. Good. Uh, good luck. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> uh, I was looking. Uh, let's see. About the. Uh, Did he mention us again? <laughs> uh, where is it? Oh, here it is. I got a question, uh, Neil did. He said, I've decided to replace my dead wax myrtles with Nellie or Stevens. The, the oak. Holly. Hollies. As a screen across my back fence, is there a fertilization schedule that will uh, let me do that as quickly as possible? And uh, Neil says, whatever you plant, you're growing, uh, you're growing nitrogen, prom uh, n pr nitrogen promotes leaf and stem growth. Use a high quality, all nitrogen high lawn fertilizer every eight to 10 weeks. Starting now and running into early October to keep them growing actively. Now my problem is, um, I forget when uh, or eight to ten weeks go by. That's why I would use a slow-release lawn That's fertilizer. a good idea, Calvin. Damn, I wish I thought that. <laughs> uh, why put the burden on yourself to remember eight to ten weeks? Get you uh, slow-release lawn fertilizer. It doesn't have to have the name of the bush on it, but uh, that has a... Uh, 50% slow release, which releases over, depending on the weather, uh, probably uh, three to four uh, weeks. Months? And, uh, huh? Uh, it lasts longer than three to four weeks, doesn't it? No, yeah, months. I months, guess it yeah. Uh, uh, eight, to ten, eight to ten weeks would be uh, four and eight would be two months. Um uh, or five months. But anyway, the slow release, to remember that. Now, one we've got here at Millburgers is 1959. Right. It's also got some iron in it, uh, which is uh, useful, too. So it's a good fertilizer, and uh, yeah. you don't have to worry about it burning anything. No. Uh, just uh, good material. Most it's on sale. <laughs> it was, I think it was on sale. Yeah, anyway. get my deal here. Uh, oh no, it isn't. It was. It's uh, no longer on sale. No longer on sale. Oh. Trace told us yesterday. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, like, like you said, well, he said he was getting some in. Yeah. Right. So, but the ones that but getting a truck. You, you thought you thought it was on sale, and he corrected you. Yeah, and he said uh, he's got a truckload supposed to come in this next week. Oh, okay. Hey, a lot of people are going to the Poteet Strawberry Festival this weekend. Is it too late to plant strawberries? Yes. Okay. <laughs> they're they're uh, producing fruit. Yeah, I guess that's true. So now that they're producing, it's still too late. Um, and you can do strawberries in the fall, huh? Yep. All right. Well, the commercial people down around Poteet plant uh, uh, refrigerated or stored plants bare root uh, in in uh, September. Okay. But uh, usually our growers, our commercial plant growers, 
plan them to try to by uh, September or October. And, uh, but, but they would get them earlier, but uh, it's, it goes on availability. Hmm. In other words, they can't get the transplants in, which are usually grown in California, uh, bare-rooted from California until probably October. I've seen it as late as November. And so that, that that's what we're... But the commercial people have ordered the plants last year for this uh, following year. But, uh, you know, David Rodriguez did, uh, did he and Dr. Stein did a ex- extensive uh, testing of the strawberry and uh, found out which ones do exactly better here. Yeah, there was one that they recommended. Up there was, I think it was because they had a, they yeah. all came out at once, type yeah. thing, almost like the tomatoes yeah. or something. Yeah. Or, or they you, had them planted at the botanical garden. Yeah, and uh, guess what? The main problem was at the botanical garden. What? Be, uh, birds. Oh, okay. And so they had them covered with bird netting. So when when they were working out the specifics about that. The, uh, I use the recommended varieties, and uh, they've been great. They're doing. The, do you have a, how, many, how much strawberries do you get? Uh, you mean how many pounds or what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> just or pints. How many? Oh. They, they used so to say, compare it to what you get in the grocery store. They used to say uh, a pint per plant. Okay. I think that's yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, it's rel- uh, relatively. I've got them in half, those half uh, whiskey barrels, yeah. horizontal, and uh, works real well. And, and, of course, the minute you uh, have a lot of that red color from the strawberries, you're, uh, you get lots of visits from cardinals and, wow. and uh, other. And you don't mind? But uh, especially on those uh, half whiskey barrels, they're, they're easy to cover. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, our backyard uh, plants are pretty easy. But uh, that's that's what they had to do at the botanical garden is put bird netting over. Yeah. And one of my favorite pictures is little David Rodriguez in the middle of the strawberry patch trapped by the bird netting. <laughs> he, he, he decided he was going to go under the bird netting. Yeah. To then anchor down or connect it. And uh, he was trapped under there. Oh, did he ever get out? Uh, no, still under there. Oh, no. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. Uh, but thanks to Alfred, great job. And, of course, uh, thanks to you for listening to the show. I'm Milton Glick, and we're going to be back here at Millburgers next Saturday and Sunday. So come by and visit with us. All kinds of great stuff. Uh, and in the meantime, go to MillburgerNursery.com, MillburgerNursery.com. We'll see you next Saturday back here at Millburgers on 930 AM, The Answer.